0: Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast Xfinity Series Edition Episode 3. My name is Mike Bachman. I am your host, and the Xfinity Series is back after a week off while the Cup Series and Truck Series graced the pavement of North Wilkesboro this past weekend. Sad face. Sad face. No Xfinity. Sad face. We'll talk about that a little bit, just briefly. But guys, I'm freaking fired up, man. I am absolutely fired up for this weekend. I am absolutely fired up for the show that you're about to hear today. Got our first guest of the show, Cody Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network will be joining me to talk all things Charlotte, multiple betting angles, and everything that you need to gain an edge on race day on Saturday. But guys, a monumental Sunday of motorsports with F1 at Monaco, the Indy 500, the Coke 600. And we, of course, get a little bit of a taste with trucks and Xfinity prior. So I'm stoked, man. Let's not waste any more time. Kick back with your favorite adult beverage and let's get into this thing. Before we look at Charlotte, do just want to debrief about North Wilkesboro. I get this is an Xfinity Series podcast. I'm going to get you the content that you're here for, but I do think that there is something to be said about this past weekend at North Wilkesboro. First, not taking the racing into account, a monumental weekend for the sport, bringing North Wilkesboro back, a rooted track in NASCAR history, haven't raced there in over 27 years, and... Seeing it revived and rebuilt was just absolutely awesome. I was not around this earth in 1996. Hell, I wasn't even a thought back then. I'm 24 years old. So, you know, never got to grow up to see North Wilkesboro in its prime back in the late 90s. But, you know, to see the synergy of old school fans and new school fans kind of come together for this thing was awesome. Packed house, looked great on the big screen And, you know, just the track vibes, the atmosphere really looked awesome. So in that sense, great to see. But man, when you take a look at that cup race on Sunday night, God, all I was thinking about was, man, the Xfinity series would have put on a hell of a race, man, the Xfinity series wouldn't look like this. You know, and the conversation that I, that, I, that I saw on Twitter, everybody talking and chirping about, you know, oh, Xfinity would be great, Xfinity will be great. Well, what the hell, man? What the hell, man? Why are those drivers sitting at home watching the damn thing? I understand logistics. I understand that the truck series has always been on the all-star card. But man, week in and week out, Xfinity continues to be king. And just really would have loved to see those cars on that track, man. Please, NASCAR, if we're going to be running North Wilkesboro in the future, please give the Xfinity Series the respect it deserves and put that damn series on that damn date. Please. Okay? Short track racing is dead in the Next Gen Era and Cup. This car has killed it. That race was garbage in the bottom of the bin, and there is nothing that you could change my mind about it otherwise. You know? If that race was not at North Wilkesboro, I think the conversation would be a lot different. Just the fact that North, you know, it was North Wilkesboro, all the hype surrounding it, uh, the good vibes, obviously, you know, just seeing that track back in its glory, you know, overshadowing that race a little bit. But the truck race was very interesting, awesome crowd. I mean, when's the last time you've seen a cup, a truck series crowd like that? Man, just beautiful. But man, Mystics Finity this weekend really missed it but we're looking ahead now to Charlotte and boy do we have a lot to talk about so didn't want to spend too much time on that but felt it needed to be said being in Xfinity podcast trying to promote the hell out of this series man because it is the best series in NASCAR I think it's been on display all season all of 2023 and man we're in for a serious show at Charlotte this upcoming Saturday so with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to now bring in our guest for today and look ahead to the race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Osco Uniforms 300. And the first guest of the show, uh, proud to bring him on, Cody Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can check him out on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. But Cody, first of all, great to bring you on. Uh, we had a bit of an off weekend with North Wilkesboro, cup and trucks there, and now uh, ready to kick it into high gear once again at Charlotte. So how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, honored to, to be the first guest. That's That's great. I've enjoyed uh, this addition to Derek. Obviously, he does a ton of great work. All of his shows. I was excited when this one popped up as as a new addition. I've enjoyed listening to you. I don't think you even need a guest because you're uh you're pretty spot on with handling things all by yourself usually. So I've enjoyed the first couple though. Super glad to to join you and uh, be able to talk some Xfinity. I would. Lo- I agree with your uh, rant last week about uh, let's get Xfinity on North Wilkesboro. Because, uh oh, man, I think it would be such a great race. I get the logistics and stuff. The trucks have always been with the All Star. I get it, but I would love to see an, a, the Xfinity cars compete on that track because I think that race would be outstanding.
0: One hundred percent, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. And if, if we, if we got any indication from, from Cup this past weekend, you know, uh, I think, I think that all signs should point to Xfinity getting, getting some time there because that would certainly be. Uh, A great race, but uh, with North North Wilkesboro uh, in the rear view, a couple weeks removed from Darlington, which another just fantastic race. And now we're heading to Charlotte. This race last year, man, was uh, I mean, it had everything, you know, from from great racing between teammates, Josh Berry, uh, Justin Allgaier and just some of the on track uh, on the on track incidents that we had. I mean, just shaped up to be a great race. And this track raced incredibly well with these Xfinity cars. So this is race 12 of the year. Uh, This race this weekend will be 200 laps stages at 45, 45 and 110. Uh, Speaking of tires, uh, teams are getting six sets of Goodyear Eagles. We got the same tire setup as last year, eight cautions in the year ago. And, you know, a lot of tire problems, a lot of flats, a lot of single car spins. So, you know, could be Could be seeing a little bit more of that this weekend, possibly. Uh, But we look at Junior Motorsports. Josh Berry, your defending winner. We mentioned Justin Allgaier and just the clinic that they put on last year. Really unbelievable stuff. But we got some interesting names doing some double dipping down here in the Xfinity Series this weekend, most notably Kyle Busch, who will be piloting the number 10 for Kallig Racing. Ty Gibbs in the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing, of course. And then Carson is getting another shot in that number 77 for Spire Motorsports. But before we kind of look at this race on Saturday, I do want to just look at some of the things from last year. You know, we talk about Junior Motorsports absolutely wiping the floor, put on a great show for us. Uh, Junior Motorsports has yet to park a car in Victory Lane this year. I think surprising a lot of people just knowing how stout that organization has been, you know, especially to start the year, right? Uh, But still looking for that first win. So do you expect to see the same type of dominance uh out of junior motorsports this year despite not having any wins to show uh for the year or do you think that we'll have some other interesting players kind of challenging up front it's
1: amazing how much stuff can change in just a season obviously last year junior motorsports incredible this season kind of come out flat now things have started to get a little better especially barry and all they're having more solid runs but like you said I i mean had you told me preseason that we'd be this far into the season and, and a junior motorsports car hadn't, hadn't reached victory lane, I'd have thought you were insane. Like, I, I don't know what's – I don't know if the bigger disappointment is junior motorsports or Cole Custer. I haven't decided on that yet because both have been disappointing. But I think we're going to see a dominant race this weekend, but I think it's going to be the JGR cars this week, this year and not the the or the or J.R.M. Hendrick, whatever, same difference, right? Uh, yep. But I don't, think, I don't think it'll be the J.R.M. cars. I expect Barry and Allgaier to both run very well, um, but the way the season's been going, there's been nothing that gives me the confidence that they can come out and just handle a race here like they did last year. It's It's not like this was the one race where they popped up and just had a great race last season. We've been to other tracks they dominated on last year, and we haven't seen that same result so much freaking speed in that JGR camp that's from me how I'm tackling this race I think that it's going to be a JGR dominant day Um, I think that some some JRM cars will run good we Barry and Allgaier for the most part each week run in the top five top 10 for sure Um, but I don't I don't expect to see the dominance like we did last season out of those uh, those JRM Chevys
0: yeah, JGR has shown a lot of great speed. Obviously, John Hunter, John Hunter Nemechek, the points leader, uh, you know, putting together some really really great finishes and just driving an absolute rocket ship in that twenty car. We mentioned Ty Gibbs. Uh, in there as well this week who is going to be one of the dominant cars too and Sammy Smith in that 18 you know has had some ups and downs but putting together some some good finishes so uh, I mean look I look back at Las Vegas earlier this year right it's kind of like that one track uh, that we can really compare to Charlotte uh, this weekend and I mean man Chevy at at Las Vegas you know top six positions uh, they they came with and uh, you know a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting names there. Austin Hill came away with that win, but dominated by Chandler Smith. Uh, so, you know, a lot of information we could take from that race there. Uh, I, I do agree with you that JGR is going to be flexing this weekend. Um, you know, especially. At, after Darlington where John Hunter looked like he was going to set sail. And then Kyle Larson comes and spoils the party there. Uh, so maybe there's a little bit of, uh, you know, vengeance that, you know, John Hunter and maybe just Toyota in general are looking for uh, to keep keep things going. Um, but definitely going to be uh, a JGR and uh, junior motorsports type show here uh, on Saturday. So in looking at some of these guys dipping down, you know, Ty Gibbs right now, the favorite. At around plus 250, plus 275. Kyle Bush is also in that range. Uh, I've seen him at three to one on DraftKings. Um, so his number has dipped a little bit, and they're giving the edge to die, to Ty Gibbs here. Do you expect? Now I know you're high on JGR, so I could probably understand uh, what which, which how you're going to feel about Ty Gibbs here. But uh, you know, looking at Kyle, you know Kyle's been in this 10 card now twice, hasn't particularly dominated in any of the races that he's been in, you know, did race at Las Vegas, came away with a fourth place finish. And then at Phoenix, uh, you know, drove his way from the back, finished ninth. How much weight are you putting on Ty Gibbs and Kyle Bush, do you believe that they will be that much better than the field with some of these other, you know, high profile Xfinity guys like Nemechek, like Al Geyer? Uh, or do you think that it is going to be a little bit more of a level playing field despite the experience that Kyle Bush brings? And obviously, Ty Gibbs, the defending series champion in a Joe Gibbs Toyota. So, uh, what's kind of your read on these two entering the weekend?
1: Yeah, you can never count Kyle Bush out because he is Kyle Bush, but those call it cars. It's been up and down with them. We've seen Chandler Smith jump up, but we've seen Kyle in this car, like you mentioned multiple times, hasn't done a ton with it. You even go back to Kyle Larson at Darlington. I get that he won that race, but he only led 40 some laps in that race. There was the the speeding penalty that put him to the back and he obviously drove to the front. Um, but I still don't think that these college cars are on the same level as a JGR car or even as a, a JRM car at this point. Um, and so... I think that Ty Gibbs, is he's the guy that I really, really like this weekend. He's coming down, and he's going to be in the top of the top equipment. I mean, we've seen what John Hunter's done. Sammy Smith has gotten to win and had some really fast cars. Even Ryan Truex, in the car that Gibbs is going to be in, has gotten to win, has had some really good runs. So uh, Sammy Smith hasn't always got the finishes, but I think that's some of his his inexperience in, in his youth still. But those cars have been super fast every week. Now you're going to put Ty Gibbs in there, who finished second in this race last year, won the race his other time being at Charlotte. Um, So two for two and finishing in the top two. That's pretty good. He's the defending series champion. We all know what he did in this series last year. It hasn't been the best, you know, perfect season for him in the cup series, but he's had very solid runs. He's getting used to it. We know there's such a step up there, but his very first race ever in Xfinity, he came out and won the race. This is his series. This is the perfect week for him to come down, have a dominating race, reinstill that confidence. I think he is going to have a, a hot rod, as as Clint Boyer likes to say a lot. Uh, it's going to be a fast car. I expect that. And, and, from, and I expect John Hunter Nemechek to be right there neck and neck with him. I think that I will be very shocked if those aren't the two best cars in this race um, throughout the day. Kyle Busch, he's still Kyle Busch. I expect him to probably be somewhere in the top five, top ten for sure. But I don't think that he's going to be a dominant car. Now, does he find his way to the front? Does he find a way to win this? You can't ever count him out. Of course, he's Kyle Bush. This car was the most recent car in victory lane with Kyle Larson. So, But uh, from my point of view, I'm not necessarily fading Kyle Bush because I think he is still going to have a good day, but there are some head-to-heads. There are some ways you can kind of get plus money against him, um, and and I think you have to take advantage of those because his price is so jacked up just because he's Kyle Bush. He's won in the Xfinity Series over 100 times, so Obviously, he's done it a few times, but uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be more of a struggle for Kyle, um, but I think it's going to be a very easy day for, for Ty Gibbs.
0: Yeah, and just Kyle Busch at at Charlotte. I mean, the most winningest driver in the Xfinity Series, nine wins and 26 starts. So obviously has a pretty historic resume there. But uh, I definitely agree with your read there. Um, I would put more stock into Ty Gibbs than Kyle Busch. Uh, I know that it's a little crazy, but like you said, I mean, this is Ty Gibbs Series. And, you know, you mentioned kind of his... Uh, consistency in cup and how it's really he's put together some really solid finishes and I just I I look at the maturity of Ty because obviously you know all the stories coming out of last year it will be interesting to see if there's any if anybody has any memory of of the past of last year you know with Ty Gibbs now coming down has nothing really to lose you know it could be a good time but you know that's something that we that will be decided on the racetrack. I don't know if it's necessarily going to get to that point. Uh, But Ty's maturity in the Cup Series, I think, is going to really do him well now back in the Xfinity Series here, too. Um, so I would definitely give the edge to Ty and you know, like you said, with these with these cars, they've just been a little bit inconsistent in how we go ahead and find those advantages in these other markets, not just in the outrights because, you know, their price is so jacked up and it doesn't re- really make sense. I mean, yes, we have that expectation and would be no surprise if they come out and just win this thing. Right. Uh, But to be able to find those advantages elsewhere is where we're really looking for uh, and try and put some of that other stock into some of these other Xfinity guys, you know, like a John Hunter Niemicek, who is going to be hopefully right up there with Ty in terms of speed uh, or a guy that I'm really high on this weekend and Justin Allgaier, who's priced right there with John Hunter. Uh, So just some other opportunities there in the outright market. But I do think that Ty Gibbs is the uh, deserved and rightful favorite over Kyle. And it has been interesting seeing Kyle's price uh, move just a little bit and and Ty sticking there at around the plus 250 range. Uh, but actually, segues in perfectly to uh, we'll talk in some of the betting, betting angles now for this race. Uh, I do want to start with the prop market, particularly in head to heads. Now, I don't know, man, I feel like a lot of the offerings this weekend aren't particularly great. Uh, Caesars has got no matchups. Yeah, what most none? What is up none? And Usually Caesars are
1: the ones who are on
0: top of it always, man. I know that's
1: that's shocked me. We had this conversation too on our Xfinity show on the NASCAR gambling podcast, but we were very, very like disappointed in the offerings this week. There's not a ton of head to heads, all, all the head to heads on all the books are almost exactly the same, yep. You're not getting much variety. And like you said, Caesar's just punted. They they've got truckhead ads finally. It took them a while, but and they still don't even have Xfinity up. Like they just said, "Fuck it, we're not even going there this week."
0: Yeah, it's tough, uh, especially with the off week. You know, they got some extra time, man. You know, put their numbers, put their data together. But you know, we you can't always get what you want, I guess. But we still we're still able to find an edge, uh, and there are still some are still some matchups out there. Uh, most of that I've found, particularly on Barstool Sportsbooks, So I'll roll with one here, uh, actually with the two drivers that we were just talking about here. Ty Gibbs up against Kyle Busch. Ty Gibbs is minus 125 to Kyle Busch at minus 106. And my lean here for all the reasons we had just mentioned in our previous conversation is gonna be going with Ty Gibbs. And taking equipment over driver here, obviously it's scary to bet against a guy who's won at this track nine times in 26 starts. Uh, But we mentioned those finishes earlier in the year, fourth at Las Vegas, ninth at Phoenix. And you know, my biggest takeaway from those is Kyle only led seven laps total in those two races, so it's not even like he was finding his way to the lead in Clean Air. Uh, had a you know very solid car, but just wasn't able to really get that that additional edge to get to the front uh, and lead the race. Um, so despite those historic numbers, I'm rolling with Ty, like you had mentioned, one win and a runner-up. Uh, and had to race his way from the rear a year ago so you know if he had had a good starting spot who knows what that 54 car would have done last year uh but you know I think that this bodes v- very well for Ty in a matchup against Kyle and at minus 125 uh I am more than okay with taking Ty Gibbs there so uh I would have to believe that you agree there uh why don't you roll me with uh, a matchup that you have your eye on for this weekend
1: yeah 100% I love that um a, a book that we recently discovered um, through our somebody in our Discord that brought it up, there's a book out there called Superbook. They do a really good job of getting motorsports odds up. I believe they're available in uh, eight or nine states. So if it's available in your state, make sure you definitely check it out. They've got John Herniemicek Her- and Kyle Busch paired up over there. Again, not trying to fade Kyle Busch because we don't think he's going to be bad at all. We just think that these two guys are so much more elite as far as their equipment goes, as far as the situations that they're in. Um, and this was at plus 130 earlier in the week. It's down to plus 105, but still love it. Even at this price, it shouldn't be plus money, in my opinion. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek has the best car on a week-to-week basis of anybody out there. And I don't even think that's close. Um, and not only that, how many times have we seen John Hunter and Kyle Busch go head-to-head in the truck series in the same exact cars, or trucks, rather, But and John Hunter has actually beat Kyle Busch. Now you're going to put him out there in an even better car than Kyle's going to be in. This seems like a no brainer to me. So I, again, not fading Kyle Bush. It's just, it lines up so well, his name value gives you the opportunity. And I think we'll talk about this when we get to outrights as well, but it gives you the opportunity to bet on other guys because his name value brings so much. And it's, well, here's Kyle Bush. He's won a hundred times in the Xfinity series and, and it scares everybody, but not exactly in the most elite equipment. We haven't seen him run, Again, he's run okay in the two races he started in, but not great. Um, And that's what I expect, again, this weekend. So I think that taking both of these guys head-to-head, I really expect those to be the best cars in the field, hands down. Um, And so I I love doing both of these.
0: Yeah, that's a good call-out, especially when you take – Uh, take into account that John Hunter and Kyle have been head-to-head before in trucks and how they've raced each other before. Uh, So a plus money, yeah, I I certainly like John Hunter Niemicek as well, understanding he's going to be just as fast as Ty in a Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. Uh, I'm looking here now with another Chevy driver available on Barstool Sportsbook, the defending winner of this race, Josh Berry, who I'm honestly really surprised is actually the underdog in this matchup at minus 106 versus Cole Custer, who's the favorite at minus 125. And I'm going with Josh Berry. At intermediates this year, he's 3-1 and one head-to-head against Custer. You know, he led 89 laps en route to his win last year. Hasn't particularly qualified well, but that hasn't really been an issue. He's been able to get his way to the front. A true performance rank of sixth versus Custer's rank of 10th on e- intermediates. That, of course, courtesy of win the race. And, you know, I can kind of see, I guess I can kind of see why the books are putting Custer ahead of Barry here. Custer's been riding a bit of momentum, five straight top 10 finishes. This team, this team is starting to come to life a little bit. Uh, but look, I've, the fact that Junior Motorsports still has yet to park a car in victory lane, I do think that they are going to be guns blazing. I'm, I am really high on Junior Motorsports again uh, this, this week. And with Josh Barry now... Also, too, you factor in that his Cup stint is now over. Uh, Alex Bowman's going to be back in the 48 car this weekend, so Barry could, f- could put that focus back solely now in the Xfinity Series, even though there are some rumblings, some inklings about his future potentially in Cup that are starting to gain a little bit more traction uh, that get dropped on Wednesday morning. So I don't know if it's a particular shock to anybody, uh, but still, I digress from that. But look, Josh Barry, I think, is in a good spot here. I view him as a top five car for sure, and... As an underdog at minus 106 to Cole Custer, I'll certainly take this matchup with Barry.
1: Yeah, I like this one as well. I'm very high on Barry. Um, There's another bet on on him that I like that we'll probably talk about here in a few minutes. But uh, again, he won this race last season. It hasn't been the best season from them this year, but he still had the solid, consistent finishes. Custer, again, he's starting to kind of put it together, but he doesn't even look anywhere near as good as everybody expected him to. Um, and so, yeah, I like Barry this week and he's been, he's been in a cup car a lot of this season. He's out of the cup car this weekend with Bowman being back. He can focus solely on this. Maybe he'll be riding the momentum of getting that contract inked. Uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly on that, but, uh, I, I do like it. I've got another one here. I actually, uh, talked about this one on our show as well, but I researched myself into this one, I guess. Um, Austin Hill and Sammy Smith are paired up together. And when I saw that, I thought of all this JGR speed. I thought of how well they've done. And I was like, you got to take Sammy Smith here, right? Then I started digging into the numbers, and it led me a different direction. And Austin Hill is actually, so Sammy Smith is minus 130. Austin Hill is plus 110. So uh, I like the Austin Hill side of this after digging into the numbers. Um, Again, I wouldn't be shocked if Sammy Smith is super fast. But we've seen a lot of the rookie mistakes from him. Uh, we've seen some bad strategy calls by the team, get some caught laps down and stuff. Um, and you go back and look, we've been on, like you said, Vegas is really the only track that's almost very similar to this, but there's been three intermediate races that I kind of looked at Darlington. It's kind of pushing it a little bit, but Sammy Smith finished 11th there. Austin Hill finished fourth, but then you go to the other two that I think are the most comparable Vegas. Of course, Sammy Smith, 17th Austin Hill won that race. Like you've mentioned before. And then Auto Club as well, Um, Sammy Smith, 19th, Austin Hill in sixth. So Austin Hill, not super flashy, doesn't have the fastest car out there, but we've seen it from him time and time again. Puts himself in position to get a nice, solid finish, a fourth, a first, and a sixth on the three intermediates that we've been to this season. Those are nice, solid results. That's all you're asking from him. Um, And Sammy Smith, despite as much speed as he has, the results are a little bit inconsistent. Now he can come out and win. He's done it, right? He, he did get a win earlier this season, but the results on a week-to-week basis aren't necessarily always there. Um, and so, yeah, I do feel like, again, when I looked at this originally, I was like, I was taking Sammy Smith. And then as I dug into it, my mind changed because Austin Hill, quietly, you don't think about it much. You don't talk about it much, but he's always there week in and week out. I expect that from him. And I think getting at plus money even uh, makes it makes it an even more value.
0: Definitely, and at plus money, I like that a lot as well. Um, my third matchup actually involves Austin Hill, but paired up with a, another Smith, uh, not Sammy, but Chandler. Uh, both are at even money on Barstool, and dude, I'm I'm with you. Like I was, I was finalizing my notes this morning, and I was back and forth looking at the numbers. I put a lot of I put a lot of weight into the run at Vegas, and I know Hill won that race, but Chandler Smith absolutely dominated for most of it. I was back and forth, but I'm I'm still rolling with my gut and picking Austin Hill because, like you said, he's not gonna do anything flashy. He's not gonna really do anything eye popping, but he's consistent enough, and that team always seems to just find a way, and they they end up whether it be top five, top ten. Um, but this year, similarly to Barry against Custer, Hills three and one head to head against Chandler on intermediates. You know, again, you talk about the dominance of Chandler Smith, led over 60% of laps at Vegas, uh, but just lost it at the end. And here comes Austin Hill just swooping in to take that. But again, I look at true performance rankings of these drivers this year. Hill ranks fourth on intermediates, whereas Smith ranks 15th. And I was looking at their pre-practice and qualifying rankings, and there's a very large disparity here. Austin Hill, the third ranked driver in this field versus Chandler Smith, who's down at twelve. So. Again, we talk about the inconsistency with these callig cars, uh, the consistency that Austin Hill brings on a week to week basis, and the results that he's put together on some of these tracks. You know, I think that it's another spot where he cruises with consistency. Uh, I view him as a borderline top five car here this weekend, uh, and certainly think that, you know, he would get the edge over Chandler Smith. For me, you know, that uh, that 16 team has just had a little bit of inconsistency. The finishes haven't been there, uh, caught up in other people's mess. Uh, so I'm riding with Austin Hill here at minus 115 on Barstool Sportsbook.
1: Yeah, that's another one I like as well. Uh, one more for me. I am going to go over to uh, – I just had it. I lost it there. It is Sam Mayer versus Sammy Smith. Um, again, another similar situation here where immediately you're kind of drawn to Sammy Smith. But as you look into it, i got to take the Sam Mayer side of this, another one that's at plus 110 over on uh, Superbook. And I really, really like Sam Mayer this week, 20-1 to to win this race. Worth a little sprinkle for sure. We'll get into that more in a bit maybe. But he finished second place at Auto Club, Um, a very solid start to the season. He had a seventh-place run at Vegas, Uh, again, beating Smith in both of those. Um, And then eighth place at Darlington last week even which, again, uh, so three for three on intermediates in this head-to-head, and you're getting the plus money side of things. Again, JRM has been good here in the past. We Even though I don't expect the dominance from them, I still expect them to be good. And even if Sammy Smith has a very fast, good car early, they've made enough mistakes this season that by the end of this race, things could be different. Um, so, yeah, I, I, Sam Mayer, kind of a very sneaky guy. DFS and stuff this week, he's a guy you're going to watch out for uh, he did. I don't remember if I mentioned it or not, but he did finish third in this race last season behind Barry and Gibbs. So, um, Sam Mayer can get it done. I know he hasn't made it to victory lane just yet. I'd be very shocked if he's the first JRM car to do it, but I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. So I'm expecting a good solid day from Sam Mayer. Uh, if those JRM cars can stay off of each other and finish the race, uh, I think that he can beat Sammy Smith in this one.
0: Yeah, 100%. Sam Mayer, I talked about at nauseam last week, uh, really high on him. Definitely. I really do think that he will break through and get his first win of of his young career this year at some point. Could be a really good spot here at Charlotte. Um, So I like that look as well. And man, Really, really doing the people a favor with a lot of these plus money matchups, man. Uh, I got to, I got to check out Superbook and see if it's available here in New Jersey. Um, so I will definitely be uh, checking that out because they, they seem to be doing, seem to be doing well when some of these other big books are dropping the ball on us, man.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, you can get the same matchup over on Barstool, but it's yeah. minus 115 either way. So like we always try to preach that shop around, have multiple books. Uh, you can, it's crazy that it's, the, discrepancies you can find sometimes and, and big swings in odds. Um, you know, sometimes you can find 15 to 20 points on a guy to win a race. And like, that's a pretty big difference. So you got to shop around. You got to look at all this other stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely check that book out if it's available for you.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Let's move now into some of the positional prop markets here. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, my guy, Justin Allgaier. Uh I'm picking him in the top three market here at plus 125 on Caesars. He's minus 160 for a top five. I think he's absolutely capable of running top three, so I'm okay opting for plus money here. I mean, he's been a top three car at every intermediate track this year. Uh, Second in true performance behind only Kyle Larson in his run at Darlington. You know, and like, we talk about the race last year, and yes, Josh Berry finished, what, 18 seconds in front of the next guy. I mean, it kind of was what it was, but, you know, we got to understand... Justin Allgaier finished seventh in this race last year. Yes, but not indicative of how well he ran. I mean, toe to toe with Barry in those closing laps, you know, got into the wall. They both got into the wall. Unfortunately, you know, ended his chances. But Allgaier was just as good as that eight car was last year. And, you know, I'd roll the dice with plus money. I'm not I don't want to eat the juice at minus 160 for a top five. I'm OK with opted for a top three. I do think Allgaier is going to be good enough. Um, so I like him a lot at plus money. Uh, plus money at plus 125 on Caesars for top three.
1: Yeah, I have a similar top three, plus 125 as well. John Hunter Nemechek, uh, again, we've already talked to him, uh, you know, talked about him a ton. I expect him and Ty Gibbs to be the top two cars in this race. I think a top three from him is not out of the question. He won at Auto Club earlier this season. um, And, uh, again, he's been fast almost every single week. One of the best cars. I, I think the best car out there each and every week. Um, and so I expect John Hunter to be good. I'm honestly surprised that that you're getting him at, at plus money odds. I get that you have Gibbs, Kyle Bush, minus 130 for a top three. I I get why they have it priced that way. But again, I think this is a an uh example of how Kyle Bush being in this race is giving you so much better numbers on other guys. And this is your opportunity to capitalize on that because if Gibbs and Bush aren't in this race, then John Hunter is easily the favorite. And he's probably minus 160 for a top three in that case. Um, and I don't think that Kyle Busch is going to be in that top three. So opens up another spot. Maybe it's a Gibbs, John Hunter, and all guy are top three. And uh, you have a good day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm rolling with another junior motorsports driver here uh, for a top five. Josh Berry at plus 140. Starting from me <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah
1: yeah you did i love oh, this one i yeah big on this
0: one yeah yeah uh love the number of plus 140 on caesars i mean again there's not really much to say about about barry much more but you know i know that you mentioned that his uh you know the season really hasn't been as good as maybe they were expecting to start but i mean excluding the super speedways this year he's top five in five of nine races you know so pretty good numbers I
1: that it's crazy that that is is a disappointing. I mean, not disappointing, but that's not to the level we expected, right?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we just expect junior motorsports week in and week out to to always be up there. And uh, when you're just not when you're just not rolling top fives, I mean, you know, then we start we start uh, really getting in it. But uh, you know, I like Josh Berry. I think the numbers grid here at plus money, like we say, putting his sole focus back into this Xfinity car. And again, I just. With 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 no wins yet, I just I really do I really do like them to uh, you know to come out and uh, be guns blazing like I said before. So plus one forty on Caesar's top five, Josh Berry, yeah, love it.
1: Yeah, since you stole the mine, I guess I'll have to make a pivot on the on the fly here. But uh, now I kind of looking down the list a little more. Austin Hill plus two fifty, that kind of jumps out to me. Uh, Again, we just laid out the case for how consistent he's been this season, how he can put himself there at the end. Again, he's not a guy you're going to see come out and lead 100 laps in this race or or be running in first place the entire race, but he can put himself in position to get that win even at the end like he did at Vegas, Um, and you expect him to just run solidly, run good, Uh, and so I think that Austin Hill, and you're getting a plus 250, I like those numbers for him. That's over on, on Caesars as well.
0: Yeah, Austin Hill's a good look, uh, Cash at plus 250 at, it might have actually been 350 at Darlington a couple weeks ago, which I thought was dead in the water after that wreck. But again, he just somehow finds his way back in it, man. Like I Yeah, gets destroyed and he still comes back and does it. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I like that plus 250 in with some of those other drivers like Sammy Smith, you know, Sam Mayer's plus 275 as well. But I'm going to make a case for a driver here that's farther down the board He's plus 600 on Caesars, but he's also plus 750 on Tipico. If you're up here in New Jersey, Colorado, uh, some of those other states where Tipico is offered. But Carson Hosevar, man, I want to make a case for him. He's in a Chevy. Love that. I mean, love that. But no, uh, he piloted this number 77 to a sixth place at Darlington a few weeks ago. And, you know, he's got a really small sample size, obviously in Xfinity, but even in trucks. But look, runner up at charlotte in 2021 led 57 laps in this race last year in trucks you know before the infamous ryan priest scrum don't do that sound off post-race interview uh but joseph was right up there leading the race uh with the potential to come away with his first win and look his lone truck series win came at texas back in april this year very comparable to charlotte so you know, if we get a bunch of cautions, if drivers are having tire issues and, you know, we get some of those things and Josevar is just able to survive by his time, potentially, you know, find his, find himself running seventh, sixth, maybe he, maybe he's there for a top five. I mean, plus 600, plus 750 on Tipico, you know, we talk about these, these books and some, and how, uh, some of these odds can be, can be swayed, uh. I don't mind it. I really don't. Um, at plus six hundred, I think Carson Josevar in a Chevrolet. You know, knowing how how solid he's been in in trucks uh, on these mile and a half style tracks, uh, I'm I'm willing to give that a look. So plus six hundred for Hosovar, uh In my case, plus seven fifty on Tipico here in Jersey. I will take that. What, what do you What do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm torn. I, I love Josevar so much. Love watching him in the trucks. I don't know that I'm fully sold on that Spire car, especially if it's not like if there's a Hendrick guy in it, then I, I think that's a different story, of course, like their truck. But it's, I'm interested to see what he does at six to one plus seven fifty. Even like you said, it's it's worth maybe a little shot. I think things have to fall correctly, but he can put himself in the situation to be there. So uh, I don't hate it by any means. Um Uh, another guy that I promised myself, I wouldn't bet on anytime soon, but, uh, at this number, why not? Right. Top five for Riley Herbst plus (laughs) 600. (laughs) He's, uh, it's been a little heartbreaking lately, right? He started the season off just killer winning. I mean, he he had a great start to the season, the sixth at Daytona, and then he was seventh, eighth, fourth, fifth, a 10th, even a Coda. It's been all downhill since then. Uh, he's not finished inside the top 21 in the last five races. Just seems like anything and everything that can go wrong. Um, man, I think it was Martinsville, was it, where we had him a top five. It was similar odds to this, and he's cruising to it. And then we get the late caution flag. He gets you know, sent back on the pit stop or whatever, gets caught up in a wreck, and it just – that was very heartbreaking. Um, but uh, at this number, I can put my my faith and hope in, uh, in Herbst a little bit more again. Again, it's been rough lately, but we know that he can do it. You go back to Auto Club. He finished seventh place there. Las Vegas, he was in eighth place, um, and so he's had some really good runs. We talked about it with Cole Custer. It's almost like they they flipped cars or something because Custer couldn't get catch a break early on, and Herbst was getting all the good finishes, and then Custer's been getting the good finishes and not Herbst. But we know that this team can do it, um, and so I think that that's uh, that's a bonus. And Herbst, is we gave him a lot of shit last season and the last couple of seasons. It's kind of been like does this guy really even deserve this ride? You know, there's questions like, why does Monster like him so much? But now this season, like early on, he really flipped the the switch and it's like, oh, shit, watch out for this guy. Like, he's really good. Um, And so, again, it's been a few weeks since we've seen that. But I think it's six to one, worth a little dabble in that because he's one of those guys that, again, can put himself in position. Not going to be the fastest car, probably not going to win the race, but he could get you that top five. He's likely going to be running in the top ten most of the day as long as he can avoid all those problems he's been having lately. But uh, I think that he could get it done at six to one. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's just what has to happen, man. Like, I feel like we can, like, it was so promising to see him come out of the gate strong, right? And then it's just like absolute plummet just into rock bottom. And it's like, it's so tough, man. Uh, Like, I feel like every week, You know, particularly not not even his fault. He's just like one of the most wrong place in the wrong time drivers in the entire field. And it's like it's never going to break. It's never going to break. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not his fault. Like that's most of the time it hasn't been his fault. He just yeah. Wrong place, wrong time, like he said. So maybe this week he gets a fix at six to one. I think it's worth uh, worth a look.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, this uh, this stretch here, you know, because we, we know, like like you said, he could do it and he's proven he could do it. You know, the intermediate tracks had some good finishes uh, earlier in the year. So, you know, at six to one, it is a it is a solid number for a guy who could write the ship. Um, and I think a lot of people would like to see that. So uh, definitely uh, a lot to look at there. Um, but that should probably conclude the prop market. Let's now look into the outright market. Um I want to give you one here because I've been, I've been trying to find ways to bet Ty in addition to like just his outright. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, shout out Caesars for allowing us to parlay uh, Xfinity to Cup. Uh, absolutely love it. No other book I've been able to find allows us to, to have that. So, th- so thank you, Caesars. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get some head to heads back on the card, shall we? Uh, but I'm rolling with a little Ty Gibbs parlay for, for the weekend. I've got his plus 250 outright. And if I could, I could parlay that with his top 10 number in cup at plus 190 to get about plus 915 value on Caesars. I don't mind that. I'm You know, as we mentioned at the top, you know, it's tough putting a couple of units on a guy at plus 250, even though we expect him to come out and win this thing you know that's an expectation uh so to find a little bit of an opportunity there plus 190 for his top 10 I think is a really nice number you know he's been consistent uh he's starting to put together those finishes and I think you know you you talk up JGR here in Xfinity I think JGR is going to be right up there at Charlotte on Sunday uh in the Coke 600 too so why not give me a little tie Gibbs for plus 190 for a top 10 and is outright almost 10 to 1 there I haven't put it down yet, but man, I am my fingers on the button. I think I, I think I'm thinking about it. Yeah,
1: I like this one. Um, we have Ty Gibbs top 10 has been a recurring bet for us on the NASCAR gambling podcast. He, it, he's been so good and so consistent at getting those nice, solid finishes. Um, a little bit of reservation this week because it's a 600 miler being a guy that's just come from Xfinity he's not as used to I know, he's got a full season basically under his belt now. Because he filled in so many races for Kurt Busch at the end of the year, um, so he's getting there. But that extra hundred miles, extra two hundred miles for some of the races that they run scares me a little bit. But he's proven that he that he can be a very good, solid driver. Just finds his way to the end. Um, and we're very high on JGR this week. We actually talked about all three of the other guys to win this uh, the race, the Coke Six Hundred on Sunday. So I don't, and getting it up to this price, I love it. I'm just all in on Ty Gibbs this week at plus two seventy five. I don't like taking the favorite all the time. I think there's certain situations where you can. Um, And I think really the fact that Kyle Bush is in this race has this outright market, like it's helped it so much, not only for Ty Gibbs, because if Kyle Busch isn't in this race, Ty Gibbs' number is much shorter. And then as you go down the field, I mean, you got the top four guys are are six to one or under, and then it's nine to one and above for a lot of guys after that, for everybody else after that. Um, And there is some great value all across the board. Uh, So, I like Ty Gibbs plus 275. I think that's on Superbook and Barstool has him up at 275 on both those. Um, I'm good with just taking him outright. I'm going to probably put a couple units on that and just kind of let it ride through a couple of of insurance policies out there with some of these longer shot guys and in case shit hits the fan, right? But uh, John Hunter is the one. uh, He's five to one. He's the one who scares me the most just because I think he could beat Ty head to head. Um, But I I really, really feel like this is going to be a Ty Gibbs weekend. So, I'm just kinda of going all in, but I like your angle on it as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm looking there. It is such an interesting board because I'm looking on Caesars here right now. Josh I mean, Barry's up to plus eight fifty, and then just the drop off to eighteen to one at Sam Mayer. It's like uh, there's a serious drop off there when you take a look at just, you know, who the books are favoring and then the guys are trying to get some of those other some of those other prices for. Uh, But, you know, I I, I do like your read on John Hunter. You know, if I had to coin flip between him and Allgaier, I am taking Chevy, man. Uh, I will take Allgaier plus plus 550. He's my pick to win uh, on Saturday. And again, I just uh, I really like the the performances that he's put in, you know what he did last year, and it's just you know junior motorsports has got to break through at some point soon. I think it's a good chance for for he. Uh, Josh Berry Caesars is actually offering an odds boost on Berry from plus eight fifty to ten to one. Um, I believe he's still ten to one over on Barstool. That might have got moved to nine to one right now. It, it looks like it did. Um, and then he's nine to one on on DraftKings as well. So ten to one, an odds boost for Josh Berry. Uh, I think is a really good number for the defending winner of this race, if you could, if you can still get that. Um, but all Guyer and Berry would be my two drivers, kind of in those Xfinity regulars that aren't getting the insurance on the long shots. Uh, but I mean, I can't fault anybody from from taking John Hunter Nemechek. Uh I mean, he should be the rightful favorite of the Xfinity regulars every week uh, until, you know, something drastic happens with that car. But that's probably not going to happen. He's just been a rocket. Uh, and I love the spot that he's in. But uh, I'm going Chevy heavy as my as my good friend Mark Harris likes to say. And uh, I, w- I will certainly take all Allgaier plus 550 is my pick. Um, but Josh Barry, if you can get that odds boost at 10 to one or find anywhere else, uh, 10 to one, nine to one, I'm not opposed to that either.
1: Yeah. Superbook has them at 10 to one as well. So I do like Barry at that odds. And, and I can't argue against all guy again, I'm a little more in the, in the Toyota camp this week, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think some guys farther on down the list that, that need to be pointed out Austin Hill. I'm seeing him at 20 to one on superbook. Uh, that's just ridiculous. He shouldn't be that long of odds. He won at the only other track that's a mile and a half that they've run on the season. So if that doesn't tell you anything else, I mean, I don't know what else you need to know, but like we talked about, just solid consistently up there. can put himself in position. We get these late race restarts, comes down to strategy at the end or something. Um, He he can be there. He can also afford to gamble. He's got multiple wins this season. Uh, He's already locked into the playoffs. So I think at 20 to one, he's a guy you can't pass up on. And Sam Mayer, I mentioned him earlier, you just said he's eighteen to one on Caesars. I think uh, he's twenty-five to one over on SuperBook. So again, shop around, get that odds. That's a seven-point swing from eighteen to twenty-five. That's a lot. Um, and so if you if you're able to get a price like that, uh, do so. I, I think that he's a guy that could come up and surprise. You're Chevy heavy. You think JRM's going to show up? He's in a JRM car. He's shown speed. He had that second place at Auto Club, uh, seventh place run at Vegas. Again, he finished third here last season. To, to Barry and Gibbs so uh, we know that he can he can be up there and put himself in position at 25 to 1 uh, you're getting a JRM car at 25 to 1 I know Brandon Jones is down there at 30 to 1 man that's been disappointing I really had much higher hopes for that but uh, maybe later on this season maybe they'll get things figured out but uh, I think Sam Mayer for sure at 25 to 1 definitely worth a look and then Austin Hill that that's just one of those auto bets like he's not going to be the fastest car here he's not, he's not going to be first place all day long but he can put himself in position to win the race. And was it Ve- was it Vegas where he passed Chandler Smith two laps to go or whatever? Yeah. And yep. I, I think I had him at a similar, might only have been 15 to one, 20 to one, somewhere in that range. We had a bet on him that day. And that was the greatest last lap of my life. Like it was great. But uh, yeah, you, you've just, it's like an auto bet. Once you get past 20 to one on Austin Hill, I don't care where they're at. He's so good and so consistent that he can find himself in position to get the win if it comes down to it
0: yeah I I'm right there with you on Sam Mayer um I actually got him 22 to 1 on DraftKings was the best value but 25 to 1 on Superbook man that is uh that is really steep uh so love that um and you know like I said really high on Sam Mayer and the thing about him is he always fires off strong fired off strong at Darlington a couple weeks ago you know he he will lead some laps uh and in a JRM car like at that number uh just seems way too good to pass up and you know again we talk about true performance rankings and and some of those other uh, you know points of information that we look his true performance on intermediates you know Trump's Cole Custer Trump's Sammy Smith Trump's Chandler Smith you know a lot of those guys that are priced a lot higher uh, than than Mayer is so I like the value there can't argue about Austin Hill he's technically not the points leader but what is he one point behind John Hunter Nemechek right now it's just neck and neck like that when you're getting that for the points leader twenty twenty. Two, Twenty to one. I mean, come on. Uh, seems like an auto bet for sure, uh, and definitely some guy that you know, right place at the right time is is going to be there. Um, it's funny you mentioned Brandon Jones, man. Uh, just just briefly because I bet Brandon Jones at Darlington a couple of weeks ago. I thought that maybe it could have been a get right spot for him at a track that he's been really good at. But man, nothing out of that nine car is making me at all encouraged about anything that Brandon Jones has done. And it's a shame because it's like he's had the the, the top tier equipment his entire career driving for Joe Gibbs and now driving a junior motorsports. And it's like, when are we going to, when are we going to see it? Uh, it's, it's, it's weird not seeing that nine car up front, you know, week in and week out when, when Gregson's not in there, but uh, yeah, real disappointed with, with how Brandon Jones and just that team has done and, and how, far behind they are from the entire stable. I think that's just the craziest thing. Uh, It's not even like he's been able to contend. They are just riding, you know, riding no, no positive momentum. Um, And it's really tough to even gauge if that's even going to flip a switch. Uh, So he's certainly a driver I'm not interested in at all um, until we start. Until we start getting a little bit more uh, indication if they can run well. But yeah, man, this should be a great race. I'm really excited. Um, especially having the off week and I think just yearning for more Xfinity uh Xfinity action um should be really fun. Uh so I think you gave some really great analysis and you know, man, uh, really appreciate uh really appreciate the conversation. So I'll let you plug your socials here, man. Let the people know where they can find you. Content that you've been working on. What, what do you What do you got? Uh, what do you got in the chamber?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Again, thanks for having me on. Uh, this was a fun time. Really good time. Uh, Austin Hill, by the way, twenty two to one over on Barstool. So even better price there. I was doing a little shopping while you were talking and <laughs> uh, found that one. So I just want to throw that out there. But yeah, I agree with you on Brandon Jones. Man, so high on him coming into this season. Disappointing so far. Hopefully they get it figured out. But you can follow me on Twitter. At I uh, can find all my work over there. Of course, check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, whatever po- podcast platform you listen to. We're also on YouTube, so you can watch over there if you really feel the need to do so. I don't know why anybody wants to watch me talk, but hey, we got some really good YouTube followers, so shout out to them. Uh, and then the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. You can find that. We did a special Indy 500 podcast uh, on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, so you can find that in the feed over there. Um, I got Indy 500 article out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I got a NASCAR article with some DFS plays a couple of best bets on there and then yeah we do we have five shows a week on the the NASCAR gambling podcast cover all three series. It's busy. I think uh, with this included also jumping on Dale Center with uh, with garage guy or with Dale Tanhart from the garage guys. I think I'm up to nine shows this week so been a busy one but uh, it's a lot of fun. this is the greatest greatest week in uh, in Motorsports. And it starts, yes, Sunday is amazing. Sunday is great. You wake up with Monaco. You got the Indy 500. You got the Coke 600. But the truck race and Xfinity race that lead into it, Xfinity has been the best racing we've seen all season. I don't think that anybody can even argue that. Um, and so don't forget about these other series because sometimes that's the best racing. Sometimes it's the best place for you to make your money, to build that bankroll for Sunday. Uh, it's going to be an amazing weekend of racing. Again, thanks to you for having me on. I appreciate it. Love the show. Love the work you've been doing uh keep it up
0: hey man i appreciate the kind words this guy don't sleep uh referring to cody uh nine shows in the week man this guy is everywhere so uh go support what he and rod and the guys at this at the sports gambling podcast network are doing uh check out all their content there uh but cody i appreciate you man uh thanks for coming on and i'm sure we'll talk soon absolutely thank you big thanks to cody Zeeb for hopping on the podcast today really appreciate his candor the information and an insight that he was able to provide for you guys to hopefully gain an edge on Saturday for this Xfinity race. Be sure to go check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and all the content that those guys are putting out on the day-to-day. But I think that's going to do it for Episode 3 of the program. Before we go, as always, you can support the NASCAR Betting Preview Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all of the betting site you need to gain an edge on race day. I had a great show uh, Wednesday night this week, talking all things uh, Coke 600. The guys gave out some really good plays, so definitely go check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N-N. I'm also on TikTok at the Mike Bach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. So what do you say we put a bow on this thing and tear it down, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Really appreciate you guys listening and kicking this show off the ground. It's been a lot of fun uh, and we keep getting great races for Xfinity. That's just going to do us wonders. So uh, again, appreciate you guys. Really, really good stuff. Really, really excited for this weekend. Be safe with all your Memorial Day festivities. Don't forget what this weekend is all about. And good luck with your bets. Enjoy the sweat. We will be back next week to recap the Allsco Uniforms 300 from Charlotte and look ahead to the upcoming race at Portland. Should be a fun one. I'm out of here. Peace out.